It is 8 o'clock here on the dot at the morning shift. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. It is that time for the wake-up call. You can call us at 404-726-0929 and tell us who you think needs a wake-up call. I got news for you. It, obviously, everybody else in this studio right now that I've talked to, you guys and everybody outside the room, uh, no, none of y'all have ever watched Kai the Hitchhiker on YouTube. No, and it just baffles me. Like that is well, like the most like you have you have to have a, a viral video in your past that like is like when you think of viral videos, that's the one. Uh yeah, there's a couple that come to mind. Yeah, I, Scarlet takes a tumble. Do you know that yes. one? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Like on, that's yeah. the, one of the originals. Everyone right? knows. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's that's. I feel I feel twice about Google Scarlet. I've what never I do, heard Kai of the Hitchhiker. Kai the Hitchhiker. There is a Netflix documentary. He's been on Kim. Like it's a whole thing. Maybe if and I none see of y'all it, have ever seen Kai the Hitchhiker. Maybe if I see was it, this it will the guy jog that was mind. arrested for killing people or something. Uh, That's a he he actually ended up in prison, but not for this incident. Um, that was part of the Netflix documentary. But I he's so, just a crazy dude. Like, so I know I, I started watching the Netflix documentary on it, and yeah. then something happened, and yeah. I stopped watching it. I actually, so he's the hatchet wielding hitchhiker. Yeah, hatch- that is what, what the when Bo was talking about his breakfast earlier, and he was talking about getting into that egg yolk, and he's like, "I'm smash, smash." Dude, he was convicted of murder. I know, but so not what? for that incident. But this doesn't sound funny not at all. That, trust me. You sh- okay. <laughs> I, listen, wake up call for y'all. Go watch that video. It is, it is like 20 years old, but it is a YouTube classic. But he's a murderer. He's in prison. So is the for murder. clip? But not, in that, not because of the hatchet, though. But he he's convicted of first-degree murder. <laughs> I know, but not so, from the hatchet. Not from that incident. He, it was like eight years after that. He's still convicted of murder. Wait, okay. so, okay, the, so the, 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 vi- the sensation of the video occurred before he— Way before he got to prison. Okay. It just happens that he ended up in prison like eight years later. Oh, and the Netflix, like, capitalized yeah, kind of, on the fact that he was a murderer years later, right. but it's called I'm the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker. Yeah. Well, yeah. he claims—I well, don't want to get too graphic, but he— he but Tiff, it, it's basically what happened is this news reporter out in California rolled up on this situation where he had to deal with somebody that was trying to hurt somebody else. And through his own words, as a hatchet-wielding hitchhiker, alive on the news— I see how he, he gives the whole rundown of what just happened, and it is— it's crazy. Well, it looks crazy anyway. from the uh, still images. Yeah, anyway. All right, let's go to the lines. We got Danny waiting on us in Northeast Atlanta. Good morning, Danny. Hey, hey, good morning, everybody. And I've just got three points to make. I'll make them real quick. But here's where I lost 100% confidence in Arthur Smith. And you talk about all the play calls, all the things that have gone on. Against the Washington Commanders, you're down by 14. You score a touchdown, and he has he decides to go for two which puts them down eight points. They don't make it. I was in shock. And then has the audacity at the end of the game to defend the decision and say it was <laughs> analytics. And, and I, I, I'm going to tell you guys, I appreciate that 2012 moment, Mike, because those were good times. But, but here, here's the other thing. I, I, and I kind of had it with Desmond Ritter, too, okay? But let me get, you know, I saw him play a lot at Cincinnati. He has the physical skills. But, Mike, if, if, if he'd had a Derek Cutter or a Greg Knapp or even Matt Ryan to coach him up, I think the result would be a little different. There's no quarterbacks coach on the staff. And then, finally, Arthur Blank's not dumb. I, I, I'm not. I speak for some of the fan base. If that coach is back there next year, the stadium's going to be empty. Yeah. I'm not going. Have a great day, guys. Thanks. All right. Let me uh, – first of all, it's I, I completely agree with what he said about going for two. When you were down by 14, you scored. I was dumbfounded by that. I was too, but I'm going to tell you something. I have. I know that the analytics. No, no, I don't care about the analytics. I've seen five coaches since then do the same thing. I hate it. 
I absolutely hate the decision, but I have seen five coaches do the exact same thing. So it's weird to do me you remember that they're how all doing we reacted? it. Do you remember how you and I reacted yeah. about that on Monday morning? Yeah. And I told you the same thing I'm going to say right now. There is no momentum like momentum. And when you don't get the two, every ounce of momentum you just got from scoring the touchdown momentum? goes out of the window. You no longer have the momentum you just got from scoring the touchdown. Now they have the momentum from stopping you, and you're down by eight. I was dumbfounded by the same thing. And here's the deal. I agree 100%. The thing that cracks me up is I have watched five coaches since do it. In fact, I think three or four of them, I've been me and Arch have been watching games together, and I go, hey, hey, and we've talked about it. So it is a – I'm going to tell you this. Whether you – I don't care if you like Arthur Smith or not. If you change coaches – you might see the exact same decision. The one thing I'll say is Dave Ragone is the quarterback's coach. I know that his only title is Sadosi. Yeah, I, no, I, I disagree no. with you wholeheartedly on, well, on your sentiment of what you're putting out. I'm, I'm just telling you he is the quarterback's coach. It's the coordinator and the play caller's job to, though, like cultivate that quarterback in that role. It is. I realize that Dave Ragone's talking about his follow-through and his mechanics, but schematically, you don't, you that's don't, Arthur Smith. But see, here's the deal. You don't think, hey, Desmond – if this in Carolina, the play in Carolina, and I'm not defending, I'm just saying, you don't think that they didn't say, throw the ball away or or run and get down if, if it's not there. They're not coaching him to say, yeah, throw it in harm's way there. At some point, and, and I, I actually agree with that's where I lost confidence in Desmond Ritter because you're taught to throw the ball, to not throw it in harm's way there. You're taught as a quarterback, your number one job, is to protect the football. Let's go back to the lines. But, but first, um, no momentum like momentum. No I haven't like really momentum. heard that, but I looked up momentum because I was like, is momentum just a word? No. <laughs> and it's actually a part of the base of the of, of an insect, of some insects. But then people put the mo in there to create momentum. Anyway, all right. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know yeah, <laughs> the, the Latin word. What are we in the, like, we in the spelling bee? <laughs> All right, we got Hurricane Otis on the line out of Gainesville. <laughs> what's fitting that we have a game against New Orleans this weekend? What's what's going on with the hurricane drinks? Hey, thanks. Happy New Year, guys yeah, and girls. Same to you. <laughs> I had to change my name because I heard another Otis call in last week. You, I I had to had to distinct myself from him. And if uh, Reuben Hurricane Carter can get away with it. Hurricane Otis ought to be able to get away with yeah, it. Yeah, I love it, man. It's good stuff. And uh, to follow up about the play calling, you know, I've always called in about the play calling. The one I can't understand is now you fire the quarterback, then you take the replacement out, then you put B. John at quarterback, you have really at halfback, Explain yeah. that to me, somebody, yeah. and that's my wake-up call. Think, Thank y'all. I think <laughs> this you. was his attempt to get creative, um, and and what happened for anybody that didn't watch it, Bijan's lined up at like wildcat quarterback. He's going to take a direct snap. Ritter was lined up. I don't think he was that running back. It was kind of like at a he was he was running in like an orbit motion behind Bijan. I really and we we've talked about. It, I don't think Bijan was actually going to give him the ball. I think he brought Desmond in, and the entire defense looks and goes, "Hey, that's that's the other quarterback." They they're you know going to run an end around pass and both quarterbacks were on that right side of the of the of the yeah. of the of the line. I think Bijan was going to fake it and then just take it as an end around direct snap. I I think he was going to the left I agree. and and that's why I think he fumbled the ball to be honest with you because he 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 started to run and look 
right. in that left direction, and he never looked the snap in. Yeah, the snap was kind of at his right shoulder, hmm. a little bit that way. He takes like a momentum step to the left, and it's just, it's all off. Have you guys ever it's in had the snow, by the way. a hurricane before? Yeah. Uh, I think I have. Last yeah. time I did a Mardi Gras, Dave O'Brien's. Yeah. Or yeah. Pa- is it pa- Dave O'Brien's? Pat O'Brien's. Pat O'Brien's. Pat O'Brien's? Yeah, because Dave O'Brien's a Braves beat is writer. It? Oh. <laughs> I, it's been so long. Dave O'Brien. <laughs> Since the last time I, I was at a Mardi Gras. Yeah, I've been like down there. That was like forever ago. Is it, is it blue? No, they're red. They're red. Oh, all right. Well, I think. Guess pretty I sure they're remember, red. Yeah. So, all right. um, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, I had them. Uh, I've had them a bit. I've been to Pat O'Brien's multiple times down there. I'm sure you've had a lot of them. All oh, right. well, thank you. Let's go to Marco in North Is that a, what? You're trying to shame me? Good morning, Marco. Marco. Hey, what's going on? What's up, man? Look, my wake up call. Bo, you had mentioned something about, you know, how definite New Orleans is and stuff like that. My wake-up call is for all those fake fans that we have who always have something to talk about, you know, the team this and team that, but they never show up. So for all of them, I just want to say, man, either you show up or you shut up because I'm tired of hearing everybody complaining about this and that, but they don't want to show up to the games. Mm-hmm. We either have more people at the games from the other city or it's empty, you know, and I hate seeing that. You know, I'm in there every week. If you sit in 234, then you already know who I am. Like, I'm in there every week. I'm going to cheer for the team, winning or losing, you know, and I just hate seeing it. You know, like this fan base, I know we tired. We tired, we tired, I know that. But, dog, like, come on, man. Stop being so wishy-washy with stuff. Yeah. I think that's, that's a great call. That's a, great, that's a phenomenal call. I think it's a great call, Marco. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So loud. Um, I, I actually agree. I actually, I actually agree with him. And I'm not trying to shame people, but there's a lot of people that talk about what's wrong with our team, and there's very few of them I feel like that are there because there's no way there's as many people that are upset that I show. And you can say, well, that's that's the way I'm. That's the way I'm. I'm showing I'm upset, and I and I understand that. But I go to a lot of cities for for games, and I've seen a lot of bad teams fill in stadiums. Yeah, Cleveland fans were there for years. New Orleans fans might have shown up with bags on their heads for years, but they were at least there. What do you think uh, a ticket's going for in the Superdome this weekend? I'm trying to look it up right now. I, I, you think not, it's expensive or not expensive? Oh yeah, I would. I mean, it's not twenty nine dollars. I would say. I, I would say it's uh, not four dollars like somewhere else. Or what was it? Was it four cents. Four cents. But their owner throws drinks on them, so they don't oh, want to show up. Here we go. Ding, ding. What? All right. Well, I'll figure that out. We got uh, another call to get to. We, uh, we're we going to <laughs> Mike's Mafia headquarters. Well, Mike Mafia. <laughs> Joining us in a guard shack in the metro area. <laughs> hey, you know what? It is what it is. Um, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you guys, Same first and you, foremost. Buddy. Yeah, thanks. Same to you. Thank you. Um, I've been... Chatted with Bo on the Twitter, the X. I'm sending you guys a package. I'm making you guys something, just a little something to say Merry Christmas and appreciate the show. Thanks, man. Um, but the wake-up call is for all those who are doubting Double A and the moves that he's making for the Braves. I know we're talking football, but I want to switch to baseball. Um, I think the, the pickup for, for Chris Sale was huge to kind of solidify the, the rotation a little bit. Um, and the left fielder we had, I mean, I think that kind of – it's not really a platoon anymore, so I'm giving my shout-out to all those that are doubting him and what he's doing. Mm. But other than that, I appreciate you guys and what you do, and I hope your New Year is blessed and, and, and beautiful. 
Hey, thanks, appreciate Will. that, Will. Appreciate yes, that. Yes, happy man. New Year to Always you. Too. Solid. Always solid. I saw it. I was reading Ken Rosenthal, kind of broke down the the Chris Sell trade. The Braves are paying five hundred thousand dollars of that salary this year of Chris Sell. Mm. That's it. Mm. It they are so when we want to talk about high risk trades. That is a low-risk, high-reward trade for the Braves. And, and I lo- look, Von Grissom, great guy. I got, I even went and saw him playing Gwinnett and saw him interact and how he was. He, he was phenomenal with, with fans. And, you know, as when you're playing in Gwinnett, it's a little bit different, a little more intimate setting. Awesome with them, but there was no place for him. I was going to say, I'm happy for Von Grissom. Well, I am, too, because I think he, he might. to fit in in, that, in that, yeah. that city better. Well, gets to go show that, gets to go show that he can hit. At a major league level, and his defense is going to come along, you know, with it uh, eventually. I'm happy for him. Is this? No, it just sometimes there's not enough. You can't hold on to prospects. You know, you got to go let them flourish. Yeah, dude, he's, he's going to fit in as an everyday middle infielder over there. He doesn't have to, you know, uh, the whole thing moving to left field and trying all this different stuff, platooning, whatever it is. He's going to fit in right away, and he's going to be able to flourish. And that's, by the way, it's a pretty good place to play, uh, play baseball up there. So he'll be all right. When we come back, Rusty Manziel, you get that paperwork ready, Bo, so we can steal him for our show. He's joining us. <laughs> that is next on the Morning Shift on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. We're going to get on down now. We're talking all things Atlanta sports and beyond. This is the Morning Shift. Make some noise. The Morning Shift on 92.9 The Game is presented by the Georgia Hemp Company. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hello. We are going straight to the waitingboard.com hotline. That is very fine. Rusty Menzel. Rusty, I won't do your elaborate open, but good morning. Yeah, let's, yeah I'm here. Uh, it's early. I don't need uh, 2024. None of that mess. I'm, all that has been stuff. I'm starting a new trend. I told y'all yesterday I got one series left, and I'm building up for training camp. Yeah, we have the co-owner and publisher of Dogs uh, HQ, co-chairman uh, of the Georgia say, High School Football Hall of Fame. And co-host that dog's HQ now. That's no problem there. On the steakhouse and the creator of Rusty Rocks. This is Rusty Manzel. He is at Rusty Manzel on the Twitter. The Georgia football. Mike, Mike handle him. Mike, can you yeah, handle him yeah, for me while I'm, while I'm away? On, let me unplug. I'll get him. I'll get him. He, 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 he don't want none. <laughs> he ain't tall enough to ride this ride, Rusty. <laughs> hey, of all the years I've done this. Well, all the years I've been doing media and radio and everything, yesterday probably the most reaction I've ever had. And for whatever reason, the topic took off. So I'm going to ask y'all on the air, what was your go-to skating rink growing up? I mean, like that just exploded yesterday. I had, I had guys texting me last night talking about skating rink. Dude, I remember distinctly it was called, it was in Pensacola. It was called Dreamland. Dreamland. Oh, yeah, I like dude, it already. I'll tell you something right now. You do a little crossover move with the old, you know, Oh, Come on, son. Wait, I was that's a... what I said. I, that's what I said. I, I, long, I was a guy and could skate backwards. Oh, I mean, I was the Heisman every Friday. A little ankle like, twist I, to go I, backwards. Oh, dude. <laughs> I can't. A little, little splash of the car. I rode up in there deep oh, now. I can't even remember. I know. Oh, we, when on. I did rollerblades, roller blades, we were playing. I lived in Jersey. We were playing hockey in the neighborhood. Uh, of the yeah, that's a good point. But, Rusty, I took figure skating lessons because of the cutting edge. Mm. Had a pair of white skates. Mm. 
I bet Squid Billy was a big rollerblader. You don't know he, what to do with that. Squid <laughs> Billy had his own skates. Yes. There's no question. To <laughs> That's just not I true. I really want to see you on. I he really had his own skates. No question to me. He, he, he was the guy that showed up to the bowling alley with the wrist guard, Rusty. You know, he was. Oh, the, dude. <laughs> came in. With his uh, no doubt. Anyways, initials uh, ingrained on the back. I had to ask. I had yeah. to ask. He want to hijack your segment, but wow. I had to ask. You're good, man. Uh, obviously, Rusty coming off a uh, semifinal game. Monday, and then uh, big news last couple days with uh, Ladd McConkey and Brock Bowers uh, headed to the mm-hmm. NFL. Um, I guess my biggest question for you and for the Georgia faithful right now is is who's next? Like, obviously, you know, you, we've talked about Oscar Delp on this show and a number of other players. Yeah. There's been a lot of portal news. Honestly, I'll be honest with you, and I think you probably feel this way too, it's almost hard to keep track of, right? It's almost oh, hard dude. to say who's in, who's out. So, uh, filling that role going forward, uh, who is Georgia going to look to down the road? Well, Georgia still got a couple decisions with Warren Brinson and Desir Stackhouse and Tate Ratledge, and those are they're not going in a portal there. Those will be early entries, NFL or not. But I know Georgia. I bet you the Georgia staff woke up this morning and they have looked at their clock a million times because they have till midnight tonight. So Georgia got the extension playing New Year's Day six bowl. I think uh, Alabama has another forty eight hours uh, as well on their clock. So. You know, I know Georgia probably sitting here, and I broke a story yesterday. You know, uh, Julian Humphrey, the, the corner who played really good uh, when he played, and he got hurt against Ole Miss. And, you know, he tweets, I'm coming back. And then two days later, I guess it was Monday night, he tweeted, uh, or Tuesday night, he tweeted, he's going into portal. And and yesterday, um, Will Muschamp and the new DB coach at Georgia, you know, got on a plane, went out and visited with his family and sat down with him and, you know, I interviewed him. I got a chance to talk to him. He texted me and said, hey, can you – I want to get this out the right way. I mean, and how hard this last 48 hours have been. And I thought he had a great comment. He said, look, man, I had every school in the country calling me. And he was a highly recruited player, you know, and out of Houston. And he said, every school calling me. He said, everybody, you know, talking money. He said, at the end of the day, I sit down with my family. He's like, I trust Kirby Smart. I trust Will Muschamp. And I trust these guys to, to you know, keep me on the path. But I don't think people understand what these kids are going through. You know what I mean? Like, the people aren't waiting to see if you're going to portal. They're asking you if you want to get in the portal. And it's just a wild, wild times. But right now for Georgia, uh, I know this staff's probably waiting to midnight tonight because if that thing shuts down uh, and Georgia doesn't lose anyone, they've, they've got a hell of a roster coming back in 2024. Rusty, actually, I want to ask you about that because Kirby made comments, and you're very close yeah. with Kirby Smart. He made yeah. comments after yeah. the Orange Bowl about college football needs to, needing to change. How yeah. do you stop what Julian – just went through where got how do you how do you put in place a rule where you can't contact a player until said player has entered portal or whatever because this is it's the only sport in in, in that we have where free agency starts before the season is over is college football unrestricted free agency twice a year it's the only sport in the world unrestricted free agency twice a year. So how does, Rusty, now, how does Rusty Manziel, the commissioner, the czar of college football? Until somebody, until somebody gets in trouble for it. I mean, you're going to have to be – I don't know if you guys saw, I believe it was the Penn State – I believe it was the Penn State athletic director. I don't know if you saw at their bowl game, his press conference, I believe it was him, and said he had an agent approach them and said, here, here's eight kids that are going to, going to go in the portal – do you guys want any of these guys? Well, one of those kids was a Penn State player. And wow. they go, wait a minute, one, one of these guys is our guy. And he said, I sent that straight. We sent all the documentation to the NCA. They sent it straight to the NCA. Until somebody pays a very harsh price, 
for some of this is going on. It's just it's so bad for the game, man. I I don't have all the answers. My 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 short term answer, and there's a lot of stuff. They got to get the portal away until the season's over. I mean. Mike knows this. There's this lull right now. You could take January 2nd to about January 15th or 16th and, uh, and say, look, there's going to be two weeks of four. You could take your visit. If you're in the national championship game, you get four extra days. And somebody goes, well, what about classes? Well, when the hell somebody mentioned anything about academics lately? You know what I mean? Like, we can't get these kids four extra days of school and let them enroll. So it's just really a mess. But I think the, the, the quickest answer to me is you got to get this portal after bowl season and you, you've got to get this thing away and i know the timing and all this stuff's crazy but it's just not good for anybody the, the decision for malik murphy should have been the wake-up call because i kept thinking the other night what if quinn ewers would have really got hurt in that game and they have to play arch manning who hasn't played a snap one or two snaps in a playoff game malik murphy had to leave because of timing he did not want to leave texas until the season was over but he had to leave to secure his next spot. And that's not right. Something's not right there. Rusty, what did you make of the game, speaking of Texas, uh, over the weekend? Well, Michael Penix, night, Jr., Michael Penix Jr. is is as good as advertised. Stop. And I, I talked with some people at Oregon afterwards. And I was like, hey, man, I didn't realize. And they were like, well, you should have watched our two games. You know what I mean? I was like, well, damn, I, I didn't realize how – just accurate he is and, you know, how confident he is, man. When you sit like he's never rattled. Uh, you look at the Alabama-Michigan Alabama game, you know, it did it surprise me. It did surprise me a little bit. It did surprise me a little bit. But uh, I just think that, that you know, mistakes are made and you you got to credit. you got to credit Michigan. I, I credit Alabama for beating Georgia. They had a 75-yard drive in the fourth quarter. Well, they only had 18 yards offense in the second half. When they needed it, they got it. Well, Michigan was down, and they were almost out, and they kept making plays, man. And, and uh, that, that, that fourth down call by Harbaugh to go forward, and then what they did, they got the momentum back and that drive. You know, you got it at some point. You can pick apart every excuse. But at some point, you have to look at the other team and go, hey, they made plays, and they won the game. Rusty, I'm, uh, one of my goals for 2024 was to try to wrap my mind around the fact that Texas and Oklahoma are headed to the SEC. It still doesn't seem <laughs> real that. to me. It, it really doesn't, man. And listen, no, the, the no. last game I played in college was against Texas. I can't imagine sure. being a part of the SEC. But um, yeah. what is your excitement level headed into the 2024 season? I know we still got to get the national title, but uh, as yeah. far as you know, the southeastern teams, we're kind of you know, it's kind of sewn up. But listen, you're getting Texas and Oklahoma, and then when you yeah. look at the playoff next year, we've talked about it. You would have had a home playoff game in Athens this year had this been uh, 2024. Yeah. So it, what's your excitement level for next year? Oh, dude, because as a college football fan, totally, totally different. You know what I mean? And the 12-team playoff is so much needed, um, you know, and it's going to be awesome. We're going to have a whole month of December. We're going to have games on Saturday, playoff games. But a team that I cover is Georgia. They're going to Texas. They're going to Alabama, and they're going to Ole Miss. Now, that's three hard, very hard games but it's also three great games. Alabama's going to Oklahoma. You know, you get all these different matchups, and I just think it's exciting, man. You know, there's there's so much. There's so much. Here's what I tell my friends, and everybody hits me up, you know, from different angles about, man, the portal, NIO is killing college football, and it's not great. That, that Those things got to be fixed. It is really hurting the grassroots of college football. But I also remind them, hey, when you tune in on Saturday, when you tune in and you lock in with all your boys and your family, you're watching that game, that's college football. 
That stadium is rocking and rolling because it's college football. The viewership numbers are up because it's college football. So there's still the product on Saturdays. I think people are upset with the offseason. I do agree. I think there need to be changes. But at the end of the day, college football is still the greatest sport on earth to me on Saturdays. You get that great product. And you look at games, you know, you look at these games like, you know, Michigan and Alabama. You know, if we could have those things in the second week in December at some point. You know what I mean? And so it's going to be great. I don't know who the first team that's going to go to Ann Arbor in December is, but God bless them. Rusty, this is like a throwback. You got the Don James, the old dog father back in the day, and then what Lloyd yeah. Lloyd Carr facing each other in Rose Bowl. I think this is the last time Washington won a national title was the ninety one Rose yeah. Bowl. What yeah. do you what do you think about this game? This is this is an old school Pasadena game, even though it's in Houston, but yeah. uh Penix versus McCarthy, two potential NFL quarterbacks next season. Who what do you what do you like about this game? Well, I knew I knew it was a big game when I saw Andy Bunker walk in yesterday. And I'm talking about this dude was strutting. I mean, this dude was like a peacock when he came in the door. He had his feathers out. He made a good turn in the radio booth there. And, uh, it's just just good for college football to have some, you know, to have some. I know, you know, I know the fatigue around the country. Teams of Georgia and Alabama. People don't, you know, the the two bowl the national championship. People don't. People want some fresh air around the whole country, so it's good for the game. Would I rather be going to Houston this week to cover Georgia? Hell yes. But uh, Washington and, and Michigan certainly earned their way there. And I think it's exciting football because you got two quarterbacks, you got two guys that are going to be NFL first round draft picks at some point. And God willing, one of them may be in Atlanta. Prayers there. So, but, uh, <laughs> Rusty, this is the most confusing thing for me. Um, do I want to uh, – who can I deal with more? Uh, an, an arrogant Andy Bunker walking in after Washington wins a national title <laughs> or that khaki-wearing Sharpie guy up there, the cheater Jim Harbaugh? I, I don't, I'm torn, but I think I'm going to go with the fighting Bunkers. Yeah, man, I got, I'm, I'm rooting for Andy. I can just tell yesterday. You know, I listened to Andy and Randy that Friday of that Oregon game, and I was one of those that said, man, Oregon's about to light. I'll give a team a second chance. And uh, and there was a 10-point spread. I listened to them that day, and Andy said, look, I'm telling you right now, we may not win that game, but if you want to bet, you take Washington in that 10 tonight because they're not beating us by 10. And he was extremely confident in that. And y'all remember from the start, they jumped on Oregon and never let up, really. And uh, I think people that watch them and know that, that Penix and that offense and those wide receivers, man, unbelievable. Their head coach, how about this? Their head coach um, coached, I think it's South Dakota State, I believe, which is an NAIA program. He coached three years in a row right here in Rome, Georgia, and the NAIA. And the people that were the host for him and his staff, they have raved about how that guy was behind the scenes the whole time he was here in Rome. So if I got a little connection this game – I got their head coach spent some time here in Rome in a national championship game, and uh, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to roll with the Huskies next week. I love it, man. Good pick. All right, Rusty, we always appreciate your time and insight. Thanks for joining us. Y'all get your skating rink out and get ready to go. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll all, we'll all hey, I got we'll rollerblades and a helmet in my storage unit. We'll all, so it's hey, not a real you can't wear a helmet with us, but we'll take you, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> Lame myself out. All right. The safety Thank first, God. kids. Oh, my. Safety oh, first. You got a little bandana, too? So good. No. <laughs> I did buy roller skates, though, like legit uh-huh. roller skates. It was supposed yeah. to be one of my things to do. Like, yeah. Came, yeah. The, yeah, it came included with elbow pads and a helmet. <laughs> Tiffany Blackman safety. I can't be scratched up on, on TV, you know. You know. <laughs> got to keep the teeth. <laughs> intact. All right. Uh, when we come back here, we've got a life of 
Squid. Squid Billy. I have something for your segment that you I do. want to talk about. You do? Yeah. She's like, I'm taking over. <laughs> I do. You get out the way. Okay. Well, we can talk about whatever it is you have, <laughs> and I have a new obsession. Oh. I think I know what it is. Uh-oh. Yeah. All next on the morning shift on Sports Radio. 929 The Game and the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. All right, so we do have a life of squid to get to. But I'm going to tell you about this story that caught my attention yesterday, and then I'm looking at images from it today. What I'm looking at are images of torn up $100 and $50 bills what? that have been cleaned because someone had to dig through dog stuff to get it. Have you guys heard this story? Oh my God! Tell me this is not like a about TikTok Cecil trick or the something. Golden Doodle. No, Cecil's no. a good dog. I'm not going to slander his good no. name on here, but Cecil decided, you know, he usually never touches anything. This is according to his owners. He's a good dog. You could leave a steak out, not food motivated. But apparently, as one of the owners said, the wife, he is money motivated. They took out four thousand dollars. So that they could build a fence for Cecil. No. They left it on the counter. They got then the the workers that were doing it wanted to be paid in cash. Cash money. (laughs) So they have an envelope filled with hundred dollars and fifty dollar bills. Leave it they leave it on the counter. They come back into the kitchen and one of the the husband and wife are like, four thousand dollars is gone. And they realize, okay, Cecil has eaten, he's devoured the money. So apparently this kind of thing has happened before. So the bank is telling them, here's what you got to do. They called the vet first, obviously. The vet's like, this has happened. You're good. Like, he'll pass it. So he vomited some of it up. The rest of it came out the other end. The bank had to walk them through how to clean bills because apparently if you have money that's destroyed, you can get that replaced as long as it's somewhat able to be piecemeal. I think you have to have the number on it, right? Yeah, you have to be able to see what it is. So – Lucky for them, they were able, I think, to recoup, I think, um, $3,000, like $550 of this $4,000. Mm. And I guess they didn't have to go to the vet because the vet told them what to do, right? So they got, oh. they lost like about 500 bucks in this. But I got Cecil, a problem. Cecil ate the Cecil, money. Cecil, I, I had to throw hands, throw paws with Cecil. We're not such a steak on the countertop, yeah. but he have to throw paws took $4,000. Well, th- they should have learned the valuable lesson of not leaving money out for, you know, don't leave valuables out. Are so, you serious right Yeah, now? I'm dead serious. I leave every, Roro what are you Roman about? doesn't you touch anything. money on your counter because your dog might get it? Well, that's what you kind get of, for getting a big dog like that. My dog doesn't take you're, stuff, you're so but now it's, it's put a second thought in my head. I'm not leaving. I mean, I leave a lot of stuff out. This actually happened to me in college. I swear I had to Roman's go talk cool. to my professor. I wrote a paper, like a, a big, like five page, like essay kind of thing in college. And my dog literally shredded it. Um, and I, I was like, I know you're going to think it's ridiculous, but I was, I brought the actual like teeth marks on all the paper and everything to the professor that morning. And I was like, I don't know what happened last night, but wait a minute. You're trying to tell me your dog ate your homework. Swear to God. That's what he's telling us. Yeah. And it was like, literally oh, yeah. still had the dog. So I was like, 
still got the damn saliva on it. So these bills have been clean, but they're they are tattered. That's yeah, unbelievable. That that's the question I kind of want to get to is how long do you think it took them to repiece as much as they could and put back together and these bills it, and, and clean, clean it? Money. I don't know, dude. We can't, uh, I mean, anyway, that's a talk about dirty jobs. That's a dirty time, job. But I had to tell you about yeah, Cecil, you the wanted goofy, to talk about dog poop. The goofy uh, golden you know what? seven. Put your stuff up. Take care of your belongings. It's time for a look back into the mind of Squid Billy. Hey, he might even talk sports. This is the life of Squid on the morning shift. Brought to you by Baron Burton's Breakfast Sauce. So good you'll want breakfast all day. Go to thebreakfastsauce.com or find a retailer near you. And by the Georgia Hemp Company. Life of Squid, speaking dog food. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Double sponsor for the segment. Quadruple sponsored in life. That's right. Little W Sauce. Don't forget, guys, get over to WSauce.com. It's in all of the Publixes, by the way. And your Ace Hardwares. Just ask for it. If they don't have it, they'll order it for you. Or just, you know, call me. I got you, Bob. Are we sure that Publixes is the plural? I guess it Why has are to you be. speaking? It this is my be. segment. <laughs> Tiffany has already tried to take up the most of it. I think you, you just say I Publix. Could. I don't think you. Also, my friends at the Georgia Hemp. And simply CBD. Go to georgiahemp.com. Use the code SQUIDBILLY10. 10% off your order today. Do you have a promo code? You don't. I do. And my friends at and and Omaha Steaks. All of them are in the part of the nation. Squid Nation. I got a new obsession. Mike, you got me hooked, man. <laughs> all I, want, all oh I can think about is iRacing. <laughs> I mean, and here's the deal. I'm very competitive. I am uber competitive at everything I do. I might lose at some of the things I do, but it doesn't mean I don't get, you know, just. As the, much as you lose, how are you not humble? Yeah. <laughs> Cut her mic. Have you, have you won an I race yet? No. Okay. I got a, I got a podium. <laughs> a boy. But I, so as, as competitive as I was, I didn't think I was ready for racing outside of AI or with my friends. Because people are jerks on here. People, you know, uh, are, are the best guy in our group that we race with literally just got a protest filed against him, and he was found to yeah. be in the wrong. <laughs> uh, what? He's he's it's far and away this is the thing too. our best racer uh, of our of our group. He's, he's far and away. Is, that's that's him. Okay, he's, go he's, ahead. How, Continue. How many times has he won the championship? Continue. Doug, it's a shout-out. I hope you're listening. Mike thinks you're a bad racer. He's not. So I say that. The, the Mike pushed me uh, over the break. Mike goes, come on. He face, He didn't even ask me. FaceTime me. He goes, get your rig set up. We're going to go racing. We're going to get your, your this license. This when I was off. I was feeling very, very uh, energetic He's and spry. Yeah. Now, like, yeah. now, I've done I've uh, mon- uh, uh, Tuesday. I, I, hell, I raced Monday. Because I was all traveling all for the weekend, but I have raced Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and as soon as we get out of that meeting today, I'm going home, <laughs> and I'm going to race again. I I'm, raced all night last I'm night. I'm probably going to do the same thing. I I got woke up from my I woke up from my nap yesterday, and my phone had blown up from all these messages, and I jumped on the rig and I raced from. I even skipped Sprinkles' walk yesterday. I was like, no, I'm racing. It's too cold. I looked at her. She's sitting there crying. And I go, it's 40 degrees outside. It's too cold. Go get under a blanket. Shame on you. And I race. Wow. I'm I'm I am in this. I am I am knee deep. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun. And I know how much this the sprinkles walk isn't just important to sprinkles. This is important to you too. Yeah. So for you to skip it, that's 
Yeah. Man, it's you really are obsessed. It's more important sprinkles. I'm gonna definitely. Yeah. Take I'm a, feeling a little shame today. I'm not gonna lie. I should. feel bad about it. I'm For gonna your, make sure she gets on her walk. I'm gonna it's find a simulator. It's a racing simulator. I'm gonna take a video of you wrecking today when we race, and I'm gonna send it to Dylan and Tiffany if she wants to be on that group thread. Let I me ask you a question. I need that video. Let me ask you a question, Mike. You guys have a separate many, without me. We don't always hmm. get in the same race. Interesting. How many race? How many races did we race together yesterday? In the same race. You look so proud on your face. Like how many races? We, we were in a together. street stock and a and a modified. We were in a truck race too. That's right. Yeah. And you how many forgot you? that one, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cause, because he didn't beat me. In you that know one. why? Because I got wrecked on the on the on the call the, the, the pace lap. You don't think that happened to me in the other races? Not on the pace right. lap. Right. Okay. Stop. You guys I uh, finished better than Mike in in, in uh in two and of the three answer races. Your question, Tiffany, no, we do not have a separate group text, but I thought I'd offer. You know? Yeah, yeah, look, like, you can send you can send it. I won't mute it. All right. I already told I got too many group chats where I'm the only chick. I got a college football group chat. I got an NFL group chat. I got this group chat. All dudes. You know, you should be chatting it up, texting away. Chime, 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 chime. I can't take it. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Is is a group chat's a dude thing? Yes, that's what we discussed like when we first launched this show. But see, you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Because you just said the, oh, you got to chat without me. And then you go, yeah. I'm in all these chats. I'm the only girl. And all they do is little, little hypocritical that. there, Tim. <laughs> trying to throw the guilt <laughs> on us. A little hypocritical the there. So let me tell it's you the something. Principle. You it's should, the principle. We I should be invited. It's like being invited where a place you, place you don't want to go but to. We, anyway. Well, then leave the chat. We'll start the chat. You want me to leave the chat? No, I will leave no, the no. chat right what now. What I'm saying is, is you can't be mad that we ha- make you a part of something and then be like, all you guys do is text all day. I don't even want to hear this. And then you get, you can't have it both ways. Yes, I can. Maybe in Tiff's time out, but this is the life of Squid. (laughs) And so in my segment, you can't have it both ways. Well, your lucky sprinkles did not eat $4,000. She would never. She knows the value of money. Cecil is 100 pounds. Sprinkles knows the value of a dollar. (laughs) And inflation means it means more right now. (laughs) When we come back, we'll find out what's coming up on the steakhouse. That's next in the morning shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.